Well, folks, Shaw Jerry Adams are rich. August Morris Gratis Hulagum, Gowil Shibsha, Gumoy. I've got COVID, and uh, very interesting. This is the second or third time I've got it over the last period, despite my injections, but I'm still pleased to have my injections because they have made it more bearable than it would be otherwise. So anyway, this too shall pass. And uh, the only other thing that's happening is that this uh, legal case in London, which I'd return to at some other uh, some other point. And of course, the uh, DUP bringing themselves to the point where they will or won't go forward into the executive. So all of that may emerge uh, over the next short period. And as I say, I will return to that uh, as I'm able. But uh, the big story, of course, remains the genocide against the Palestinian people in Gaza and the West Bank which uh, passed the 100-day mark last weekend. And by the time you get to listen to this uh, podcast, the number of dead at the hands of the Israeli state's war machine is likely to have passed 25,000, mostly women and children. And that's almost the equivalent of the entire population of Newry being wiped out. At the same time, almost two million Palestinians have been forcibly displaced. And that's comparable to the population of the North being forced from their homes while every hospital, school, university and most homes are destroyed. And Docs Farm has concluded that the daily death toll of civilians in Gaza is greater than any other major conflict in the last quarter of a century. Last weekend and across the world in more than 120 cities, including Belfast, Cork and Dublin, millions of people gathered in a global day of action to demand a ceasefire and an end to the Israeli genocide. The protests also criticised the military strikes by the British and the U.S. governments on Yemen. Last week, the South African government led the international demand for peace by taking the Israeli state to the International Court of Justice at The Hague. More than 50 countries are supporting the South African initiative to its shame the Irish government, which supported a similar case being taken against Russia for its invasion of Ukraine. The Irish government has refused to join with South Africa. The South African lawyers presented a compelling case against Israeli genocide. One of its teams of lawyers, Lena Negrali KC, gave the opening, the closing statement, and she told her the Israeli state forces' actions have coined a new and horrifying label. 
WCNSF, Wounded Child, No Surviving Family. And Van Russell, in the Groelig's concluding remarks, summarised the savagery of Israeli actions. She said, On average, 247 Palestinians are being killed and are at risk of being killed each day. They include 48 mothers each day, two every hour, and over 117 children each day, leaving UNICEF to call Israelis' actions a war on children. The risk of famine will increase each day. Each day, over 10 Palestinian children will have one or both legs amputated, many without any drugs or other necessary medicines. Each day ambulances, hospitals and medics will continue to be attacked and killed. Entire multi-generational families will be obliterated. The International Court of Justice could take years to reach a final judgment. However, it can make an emergency order against Israel's continued killing and destruction in the Gaza Strip. That could take just weeks. Consequently, Blenna ni Crowley's Negrahalik Gomeleskel concluded by calling on the court to indicate the provisional measures that are so urgently required to prevent further irreparable harm to the Palestinian people in Gaza, whose hopes, including for their very survival, are now vested in the court. Dr. Anne-Marie Lou MacDonald of Sinn Féin was in London last Saturday where she addressed several hundred thousand protesters. She praised the South African initiative and called for an end to the slaughter. She said, We won't stay quiet about Israel's apartheid. We won't be silenced in the face of genocide, a genocide that is broadcast every day for nearly 100 days now. For 100 days, she said, the mothers and fathers of Gaza have wept an ocean of tears over the still bodies of their dead children. Mary Lou said, the world stands at a crossroads and there's a choice to be made. We now demand human rights, justice and the rule of law for Palestine, for Gaza and for the West Bank. This week, the tickets will become available for a major public event on Irish Unity to be held in New York on the 1st of March. Billed as an Irish Unity Summit, the event is jointly sponsored by the Ancient Order of Hibernians, the Brahan Law Society, Friendly Sons of St. Patrick, Friends of Sinn Féin USA, Irish American <coughs> Unity Conference, James Connolly Labour Coalition, Ladies Ancient Order of Hibernians, the summit will be held in the Great Hall at Cooper Union. It will start at 1 on Friday the 1st of March and conclude at 6. There will be keynote speakers, panel discussions and cultural performances. 
So far, the program will include Professor Brendan O'Leary, University of Pennsylvania, in conversation with Megan Stack, New York Times. Also speaking will be Dr. on uh, Sinn Féin, Mary Lou MacDonald, TD, Niall Murphy, human rights lawyer and Ireland's future board member, Glenn Bradley, former British soldier, former Ulster Union's party officer and member of Veterans for Peace. Ola, I can't pronounce this woman's name, I'm sorry, born in uh, Nigeria, a radio presenter, Irish language activist and member of Forest Nigilga. Sophie Colgan, director of the Navigating New York, dedicated to connecting individuals and businesses in the Irish diaspora in New York City. And Professor Christine Canelli, Irish historian, author and founding director of Ireland's Great Hunger Institute at Quinea Peck University. The programme will include contributions from the presidents of the sponsoring bodies and bipartisan U.S. political leaders. There will be live music and spoken word contributions and performances between speakers and panel discussions. So if you're in New York, if you live there, if you're there on a visit and you're interested in any of these issues, I would urge you to save this date and join the discussion on Irish unity. So it's on the 1st of March, it's a Friday at 1 o'clock and we'll finish up at 6 and it's in the uh, Cooper's Union Hall. And then uh, a wee bit of cue. The apologies on behalf of Anderson Town News who used the wrong photograph. Uh, they they used a photograph in the column for a uh, a singer from County Sligo, who's called Donald O'Connor. And the Donald O'Connor, who I uh, report on on my piece, and who I'm now going to talk about, is a different person. He's a, a fiddler, a presenter, a producer, really respected and well-known musician and he and his family have, have made a continuing con- contribution to Irish traditional music and uh, song and we're all indebted to and enriched by the work of the O'Connor and uh, the Ullahan clans and because of them and many others like them the traditional music scene is alive and well and many songs and tunes which might well have been lost, have been retained or recovered. And this is especially the case in Ulster. The song tradition is particularly strong here. Renowned singers and collectors like Glenn Graham, Paddy Tony, Sarah Megham, Eddie Keenan, Padrigini Houlihan, Davy Hammond, Albert Fry, Prunchies McGart, and musicians like Davy McGuire. Neil Martin, Sean McGuire, John Sherry, Carl Hedden, the Diamonds, the Volleys, the Sands, and I'm always conscious when I start putting down names that I leave so many people out, so please excuse me. There are many, many more who have ensured that our indigenous music is part of everyday life for many people, that it is indeed a living tradition. 
And every part of Ulster has its lively circles of singers and musicians and dancers and storytellers. And these are the custodians of our music. But they're also the teachers, whether formally through cultus or singing and music clubs or informally in sessions across all parts of the North. Many of them learned their songs from parents and grandparents and from the generations before them, and they're passing it on now to the next generation. So, number among that group, Gabriel McArdle. Gabriel from Canale and Fermanagh is a singer and a concertina and accordion player. And Donald O'Connor has produced an album, Gabriel McArdle, the Fermanagh Blackbird, which showcases Gabriel's talents. It's a fine, uplifting record of traditional songs and tunes which capture Gabriel's great traditional singing style and music playing. It's also his first solo album, though hopefully not his last. Gabriel's singing is exquisitive, clear, melodic and true to his dialect, sweet and easy on the ear. Aaron Graham McCree is a gem of a song, so is Johnny and Molly. In fact, there's not a bad song in this collection. The instrumentals are equally good, many perhaps suited to and drawn from the dance music of Ulster. I was particularly taken by I Buried My Wife and Danced on Her Grave and the March of the Clan Maguire. So well done to all involved with this fine album, particularly Gabriel McCard. Been on the go for a year now, so thank you and Tahar Shas for my copy. It's given me hours of pleasure. And it's available at www.redboxrecording.com or on Gabriel's Facebook page, www.facebook.com forward slash Gabriel dot one all lower casing. Arish, well done, really well done, Gabriel and Donald for producing this. And uh, just to finish up, kneecap hitting the headlines and uh, great success at the Sundance Festival. Great crack. Uh, really looking forward to seeing uh, the film and the broad great uh, uh, energy and crack and jizz to the whole question of the Irish language and hip-hop and cure and young people and all of the other issues of our time. So well done to them all and to all who were involved in the film. And that's me. Hopefully this uh, COVID will disappear by the next time I get to talking to you. And Chiefy Mayhu and Shint. Gunyuri and Ta, Livsha, Gulyar. Mila Boyhouse.